Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 15, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace and Our Faith. Everything God does, he does it by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. Everything we do in response to the grace of God, to the goodness of God, we're supposed to do it by faith. We are the just, and the just shall live by faith. So in this series, we've been learning about God's grace, and our requirement to live by faith. This is part 57 so far of the series. All of these messages are made available to you for free. If you miss messages, you want to go back and watch it, subscribe to the podcast. Just search for Rick Pina and, and subscribe to the Rick Pina podcast. There's an audio version and a video version. So for either one, whatever you want, and then, or you can go to YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. This is God's grace and our faith part 57 the title of today's message is Grace Be With You. Oh, this is going to be good. Grace Be With You. Get ready to receive. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. I want you to speak something by faith right up front as I'm getting ready to read the scriptures. You can put this in the chat if you want, or you can say it out loud. My life is a grace case. My life is a grace case. When people look at me, I am a walking, talking example of the grace of God. I am not who I am because of me. I am who I am because of God. All right, so the scriptures we've been looking at is John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17, and then we've been walking our way through Galatians. Uh, we're pretty much done with Galatians. Last scripture, Paul's benediction is what we'll look at today. So John 1 and 14 says, the word became flesh and he, Jesus, dwelt among us and we were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father, full of grace and truth. In John 1 and 17, the Bible says, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. In Galatians 6 and 18, this is the benediction Paul closes this, this amazing letter to the believers in Galatia, where he's taught us so much about the grace of God. He closes with this prayer. My brothers and sisters, I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirits. Amen. That's his benediction. I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, be with your spirits. Amen. So what does this mean for you today? I have four things to share with you this morning. This is going to be so good. I'm already excited. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Four things. Number one, here we go. Please remember that there are two aspects of God's grace. Now, I've taught this before, but this is worth repeating. Since I'm talking about the grace of God, uh, there are two aspects of God's grace, and, and I just want to highlight both. So, most people, when I say grace or the grace of God, think of the unmerited favor of God. And I've shared with a lot on this, right? But there's another aspect that I have to cover both. So the first one, this unmerited favor of God, in one sense, this is where you do nothing. Say, I do nothing, right? So, so this is where I do nothing. Where I do nothing and God blesses me despite my performance, 
I do nothing and God blesses me in the absence of my performance. I do nothing and God blesses me because God is good. He blesses me because God wants to bless me because God is a good God. And so I'm aware of his goodness towards me. It has nothing to do with what I do. It has nothing to do with what I failed to do. It has nothing to do with my performance. This is the aspect of God's grace that liberates me from the pressure to perform. Put that in the chat. Say, I am free from the pressure to perform. Religion puts this pressure on you to perform, but I've been in this series, I've been helping you to be delivered from performance-based religion. So now I'm free from the pressure to perform and, and God's grace goes before me like a shield and God opens up doors for me that no man can close. God closes doors for me that no man can open. God raises up people to use their power and their ability and their influence and their money to help me in ways that I cannot help myself and has nothing to do with my performance. It is the free favor of God. I'm free from the pressure to perform. The favor of God goes before me. Come on, man. This is some good stuff. Say amen to that. You got it? Now, that's one aspect of God's grace. In that aspect of God's grace, I do nothing. But here's the other aspect of God's grace. The other aspect of God's grace is I can do all things. So there's this empowering presence on me to do all things. This other aspect of God's grace, this empowering aspect of God's grace, uh, say, put this in the chat if you want. This, uh, you can say, by the grace of God, I can do all things. And so, so, so in one aspect, I do nothing. And in the other aspect, I can do all things. So this is where God puts his super on my natural. This is where God breathes on me. This is where God empowers me to do what I could never do without him. This is where God gives me wisdom that exceeds my education and experience. This is where God is, God is using me in ways that exceed me. This is where I'm speaking things that, that, that are so good that I never heard before. It's coming out of my mouth, but I have to write it down. It's almost like I am an orator, but I'm also the spectator. Like, like I'm speaking, but at the same time, I'm listening. And, and there's, this, there's this consciousness that there's a grace that's on my life. And, and, and I have an awareness that is outside of me. I have an awareness that I'm not alone. And I have this, I have this empowering presence that is on me that I know that I can do all things. So while there's an aspect of God's grace that is going before me, and God's grace goes before me. His favor goes before me like a shield, David said. Yeah, so while I know that there's this empowering presence that goes before me and causing things to happen for me that I, I have nothing to do with, and God is moving pieces on the chessboard of my life that I have nothing to, it is the free favor of God. And then there's this other aspect of God's grace that as I'm walking throughout every day, I'm, I'm going into meetings and conversations and activities. I'm jumping on WebExes and Zoom calls. And there's this consciousness, this awareness that is outside of me, that there's this supernatural power that is on me to do what I can never do without God. So in one aspect, I do nothing. In the other aspect, I can do all things. So when Paul prayed for the grace of God to be with you, to be with the believers in Galatia. This is what he was talking about. He was, he was talking about both aspects of God's grace being in operation. In one sense, I do nothing. In the other sense, I can do all things. You got it? Oh, woo, that was good. All right, number two. Paul's benediction to the Galatians is a prayer that we should pray. So in, in this closing statement, once again, he said, my brothers and sisters, I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you and be in your spirits. 
Amen. See, Paul was praying for this grace. Paul was praying for this unmerited favor where you do nothing and the empowering or overwhelming grace where you can do all things. He was praying for this grace, both aspects of God's grace to be on the believers in Galatia. And, and actually, um, right now it's summertime, so there's no, you know, there are no uh, classes, but this is something similar to what I pray over my children every day when they go out the door. Like, like my, my children, we have two children that are out the house and married, and then we have two children that are at home. The two that are at home, they don't walk out the door without me praying for them. And so the older one leaves the house way early because he's in high school. Uh, but before today's word, I go up and I lay hands on him and I pray over him. And then the other one goes to school after today's word, later on. And so, but but both of them, I pray this type of prayer over them on a daily basis as they go to school. And when I pray, when I'm praying over my children, when I'm praying over my family, I'm praying this type of prayer. I'm praying that they would have an awareness that they, I'm praying this, that, that God is on them and in them and with them and for them, that they would have a consciousness, that they would have an awareness that they are not alone. They're not going to walk out of that, out of that door without them knowing that God is present that God is with them, that the favor of God goes before them everywhere they go. And then for the past couple of years, because of what's going on in the world, uh, part of that prayer is, is a reminder that COVID-19 has no power over them, that if COVID-19 attaches itself to their bodies, COVID-19 has to die instantly because it has it has no right to be on their bodies. It has no power over them. And so, so I'm, I'm reminding my kids on a regular basis, on a daily basis, that God is on you. God is in you. God is with you. God is for you. Paul was praying that they would be conscious of the grace of God. Remember, this series is about God's grace and our faith. And so we must be conscious and aware that the grace of God is there. And then our response is faith. Our response is to set our faith in agreement with what God has already provided. Now, you can you can pray similar prayers uh, over your children. You can pray similar prayers over your family. And I see that some people in the chat are saying that as well, that they do that as well, especially in challenging times. We need a constant reminder. What do these prayers do? Now, I'm going to pray over my children regardless, but I'm praying over them in their presence so they can hear it as a constant reminder to them, over them, that God is with them, as a constant reminder of God's presence. And we need to be constantly reminded of God's presence, especially in challenging times. Because in challenging times, the devil will come and tell you, tell your spouse, tell your children, God is not with you. In challenging times, the devil will come and try to get you over into guilt and shame and condemnation. Oh, you did something wrong. Ooh, you messed up. And since you messed up, you see that this is why this bad thing is happening to you. Matter of fact, you don't even have the right to pray. This is what the devil will say. You don't even have the right to pray because you messed up. And so, so, so no, God is not with you anymore. And then if you believe the lie, you empower the liar. If you believe the lie, you empower, and the devil is a liar and the father of lies. And if you believe the lie, you empower the liar. So if you believe the lie, you're going to feel like God is not with you. And then when people pray like, God, please be with me. Look, if you're born again, God is with you. Like you don't have to pray that. Like if you're born again, just remind yourself that God is with you. Father, I thank you 
for being with me everywhere I go. You are on me and in me and with me and for me. Father, I thank you that you will never leave me. You will never forsake me and you will never turn your back on me. You will never relax the grip that you have on me. Come on now. God is with you. And so you're not, when you're praying like, oh God, please be with me. No, what are you talking? You're, you're, you're almost telling God that you don't believe his word. His word tells you that he's with you. And so, so, but we oftentimes have to remind our children or even family members, God is with you whithersoever thou goest. Put this in the chat. God is with me everywhere I go. God is on you. God is in you. God is with you. God is for you. And God is going before you. And God will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. God will exalt you in the presence of your haters. God will make sure that they have to show up to watch you get promoted and the church say amen. All right, number three. Number three, when you pray, pray from a position of God's grace. When you pray, pray from a position of God's grace. I've shared this with you before, but this is worth repeating as well. As well, you're not when you pray, you don't pray from a position of need, you pray from a position of grace. Let me explain. Prayer is not about look at me. Let me be clear about this point. Prayer is not about you telling God what to do because you can't. Prayer is not about you commanding God because that would be like the tail wagging the dog, right? So so prayer is not you commanding God because you can't. Prayer prayer is about submission and surrender. Prayer is about you acknowledging that there is a God and that you're not him and that he is with you everywhere you go. And now that he made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And now you're coming in agreement and submission to an acknowledgement and alignment with what he has already provided. Why you believe that there's a grace of God that's on your life and that God has already provided all things and you're coming in agreement with that. So let me say it this way. When you understand that God already made plans for you from the foundations of the world, and there's lots of biblical evidence for this, and I've taught this for years, and you understand that God made those plans by grace, not because of your performance, not because you're good, but because God is good. If you understand that, then you also understand the importance of seeking the will of God for your life, asking God. God, So it's less about me commanding God, and it's more about me discerning what God has already provided. In 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15 from the easy to read version, the Bible says, we can come to God without a doubt. See, when I'm praying, I have to pray in faith without a doubt. Put that, in, put this in the chat. I, you know, say, I live without a doubt. You can't have fear or doubt or unbelief. Fear, doubt, and unbelief are blessing blockers. They will stifle your prayer life. So I'm living without a doubt. So when you pray, Paul said, I mean, John said, I can come to God and I pray in faith without a doubt. And when I do that, John said, this means that when we ask for things, and these are things that agree with what God already wants for us, then God cares about what we say. Let me say that again. When I'm asking for something in faith without a doubt, it has to be something that agrees with whatever God already wants for me. So I'm not trying to make God give me something that's not mine. I'm trying to come in agreement with what he already provided. So when I pray in faith without a doubt, and I'm praying for something, it has to be something that God already wants for me. Now, when I pray this way, John says, God listens to me every time I ask him, and I know that I already have it. Now, this is 1 John 5, 14 and 15. If I want to pray, and I know that God listens to me every time, if I want to pray, and I know that I already have it. I have to pray and ask for something that he already, let me say it a different way. You have to pray to God 
the prayers that he already prayed over you. Put that in the chat. Say, I pray to God the prayers he already prayed over me. And so now when I know that God already wants me to have this or do something, and this is the will of God, he wants me to go in this particular direction. So now I'm praying back to him the prayer he prayed already over me. And so now I'm coming in agreement with what he already provided. So praying from a position of grace means that I believe God has already empowered me to do all things that he's called me to do. And when I pray from a position of grace, I believe that that God's super is already on my natural. God is never going to ask me to do something he has not empowered me to do. His instruction is always equal to his injection. If he instructed me to do it, he already injected me with it. God would never expect me to do something he has not equipped me to do. And so, so now, watch this. So now I'm praying, uh oh, I'm praying, yes, if God wants me to do this, God's grace is already on my life to do it. Not only that, if God, if God needs me to have something to do it, like if, if I'm in need of a relationship or a connection or, or uh, an application to be approved or me to get selected or enough money or whatever I need, I believe it's already stored up because God would never call me to do something that he didn't pre prepare for my success. And so, so I believe if, when I'm praying that the grace of God is already on me to do what he called me to do and whatever I'm going to need externally. So internally, it's already there externally it's already stored up and I believe it's going to manifest at just the right time. So if you believe all of that, and that's the grace of God, say the grace of God, this is the grace life. Then when I pray, that is much different, way different than praying from a position of need. People that pray from a position of need, they're actually coming to God, asking for things as if they don't already have it, asking God to do things as if he didn't already make plans. And so now they're praying from a position of need which means they don't believe God already, you know, obviously they don't believe God already stored this up. They don't believe that God already set it up. And so, so when you pray from a position of need, you're praying pr from a position of lack. And you're also praying from a position of uh, ignorance of, or you don't have an awareness of what God has already provided. But when you pray from a position of faith, faith begins where the will of God is known. And I know that grace is already there. All I'm doing now is I'm actually setting my faith in agreement with what God has called me to do. Now, if, if I have to evolve and grow into and manifest in that, into that person, I know that the grace of God is already in me and I'm developing and I'm becoming the man that God has called me to be. If I need things, like if I need uh, an application to be accepted or I need a bank to approve something or I need whatever I need, you know, I, I know that the grace of God is already there. So I'm setting my faith in agreement. I'm praying from position of God's grace. I'm praying from the position that has already been provided, that is already done. Now, when you pray this way, much different than praying from a position of need. When you pray from a position of need, you're praying from a position of lack, and you're actually asking for the victory. But when you pray from a position of grace, you're actually praying from the victory. So you're praying from the position that, Father, I believe this has already been provided. I, matter of fact, there are a lot of things that I'm praying, like, I didn't even want to do this, but Holy Spirit is telling me, hey, this is what I want you to do. So Father, because you want me to do it, then I'm setting my faith in agreement with what you have already provided. And so I'm praying from the position of the victory, not the, not for the victory. I'm praying like it's already done. You know why? Because it's already done. And so it's only a matter of time before it manifests in the earth. And so this is the grace of God. Paul was praying for the believers in Galatia to be aware and conscious 
of the grace of God. That This grace enables us, empowers us to do what we can never do without him. Say amen to that. So when you pray from a position of grace and you release your faith, now your faith is tapping into God's grace. At that point, there's nothing you can't do because there's nothing God can't do and he lives in you. So when you pray this way, you're actually opening up yourself to the supernatural. I'm really trying to take my time today because I don't want to get too excited. I don't want to like raise my voice. I really need you to get this. When you, when you pray from this way, the way I'm explaining, then you open up yourself to the supernatural because at that point, now you're free to tap into God's will, his ways. God can, God can release things in his realm. Why? Because no longer are you relying on your ability. You're relying on God's ability that is beyond your ability. And so now you, this is the grace life. Now it's like, Father, it's all about you. I, it's not about me. It's all about you. And I live with this consciousness, this awareness of the grace of God. You got it? Number four and finally. So this is the last point I'm going to share with you for today and for the week. Paul prayed, number four is be aware of God's grace daily. Put this in the chat. I am aware of God's grace daily. I, I live with this consciousness, this awareness. I am cognizant of the grace of God on my life on a daily basis. Paul prayed that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ would be with you, would be with the spirits of the believers in Galatia. And so if you're born again, as a reminder, God is already with you. If you're born again, God lives in you. If you're born again, God's presence is always there. You don't ever have to pray for God to be with you. You don't ever, oh God, please be with me today in this meeting. Then you're telling God in your prayer that you don't believe he's already with you. It, it would be it would be like your children say, hey, dad, can I have this? And you say, sure. You go get it and you give it to them. And then they come back after you gave it to them and say, God, can I, daddy, can I have it? Well, yeah, I already gave it to you. Daddy, can I have it? I, I already gave it to you. And so, so when you're praying for God to be with you, you're also acknowledging that you don't believe that he is. <laughs> and so like, no, I mean, God is on you and in you and with you and for you. You got to be aware of God's presence. You got to be aware of God's grace and his peace. You got to be aware as you get in every meeting, every conversation, all the activity, that God's empowering presence is already on you to do what God has called you to do. Say amen to that. See, when you are continually cognizant of the grace of God and the presence of God on your life, then you're able to operate with a level of confidence that is uncommon in this world. Put this in the chat. Say, I live with uncommon confidence. The reason why I live with uncommon confidence is because my confidence is not in me. My confidence is not about me. My confidence is not based in my power, my ability, my strength. My confidence is not in, based on, on my intellect or my, my acumen. No, my, my confidence is in God, his ability, his strength. My confidence is in God and his favor and his, his commitment to me. God is more committed to me than I'm committed to me. And so let me close. Uh, I'm going to close the week with the same prayer that Paul prayed for you. My brothers and sisters, I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirits. Amen. That this grace would be in your spirit and that you would be aware of it. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Oh, this was a good message. That I want you to speak this over your life. Lift up your voice and declare this by faith. Say, Father, you are with me and I am aware of it. 
I enter this day cognizant of your presence. I, I'm cognizant of your peace. I'm cognizant of your power. I, I'm cognizant of your grace. You are on me and in me and with me and for me. There's nothing you can't do. You live in me. Therefore, there's nothing I can't do. I enter this day knowing that you are with me everywhere I go. I have fearless confidence because I know you are with me. You will never turn your back on me. You will never relax the grip that you have on me. You are more committed to me, Father, than I am to myself. My confidence is in you. I trust in you. I believe in you. I acknowledge you this morning, this day, and for the rest of my life. I live with this mindset. You are with me, Father, everywhere I go. And you empower me to do what I could never do without you. Living this way, I declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button to get my notes. You get my notes for free. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox on a daily basis. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I pray that you that you live with this consciousness that is outside of you, this consciousness that God is with you everywhere you go. Do me a favor. It's Friday. On Fridays, I like to tell you about opportunities to be a blessing. So um, listen, we are giving away 600 backpacks this year um, and 600 backpacks full of school supplies. And so we're almost at the budget, uh, but we're not there yet. So there's still an opportunity for you to get in. If you want to be a blessing to these children, we're going to go out and give disadvantaged children a backpack. You know, each backpack will have two notebooks, a pack of pencils, we'll have pens, we'll have uh, uh, sharpeners and, and erasers and all that stuff. If you would like to be a blessing, no gift is too small, no gift is too large. Go to ripministries.org, ripministries.org. Click on the donate button. On the drop down, select Back to School Drive 2022. All your donations are tax deductible in the United States. I love you. God loves you more. This is one of those messages where you might need to listen to it again. Leave me some comments in the chat. If it was a blessing, share this message on your social media, and I'll see you on Monday morning. Have an amazing weekend. Walk in the grace of God. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit, 
I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.